Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our sane. Professor David Crystal, June's broadside brunch contributor, with the opening lines of Romeo and Juliet spoken in their original pronunciation. He's one of the world's leading experts on Shakespeare's language. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal lines of these two foes, a pair of star-crust lovers take their life, whose misadventured piteous overthrows doth with their death bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death-marked love, and the continuance of their parents' rage, which but their children's end not could remove, is now the two oars traffic of our stage. That sounds beautiful, but it isn't quite any dialect that that we would really recognise today. That's right. That's the interesting thing, isn't it? Mm. Everybody who hears that recognises something in it from their background or from an accent or dialect they've heard. You know, people hear some West Country in it or some Scots or some Welsh or some Irish. Or Americans hear some Virginia in it and so on. And the thing is, it's not like any modern accent. Many modern accents derive from this one in various ways, but it's quite different from everything. But how do you know? How do you know that's how it sounded? Well, there's all sorts of evidence that you go for. In fact, there's three kinds of evidence, really. The first kind is the evidence of the plays themselves, the fact that Shakespeare rhymes and has puns which don't work in modern English. And so either you conclude that Shakespeare was a, was a rotten poet or that the language has changed in the intervening period. So that's the first kind of evidence. And then the second kind of evidence is um, the actual spellings that you get in the quarto and the quartos of the plays and the folio. Um, if if uh, the spelling at the time was not standardised like it is today and it represented pronunciation to quite a considerable extent... So when we see, for instance, in Romeo and Juliet, um, in the uh, Queen Mab speech, Mercutio talks about her whip of film, and film is spelt P-H-I-L-O-M-E, then it must have been film. Like the Irish. Like the Irish, indeed, absolutely. And so that's the second kind of evidence. But the third and the most important kind of evidence is the fact that in the 16th century, there were a number of scholars, orthoipists we call them, who spent ages actually studying the features of English pronunciation and writing books on it. So they actually tell you how the sounds were pronounced in those days. One of the most noticeable features of the accent is the R after the vowels, you know, in, in heart and that sort of thing, and star-crossed lovers. And how do you know that? Well, because they say so. They say, we pronounce the letter R after a vowel. In fact, Ben Johnson, the dramatist, goes so far as to say at one point, I call this, he says, the doggy sound. Think grr. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Now, you have actually been part of uh, overseeing a production of Romeo and Juliet using this pronunciation. That must have been very exciting. It was an absolute delight. Master of Shakespearean pronunciation, they called me. (laughs) I've never been a master of that before. The thrill of working with that accent on the London stage for the first time in 400 years, after all, um, and just seeing how it came across as a, not just as an academic reconstruction, which is how, you know, we might have thought about it previously, but to see how it actually works on the stage and whether it changes the actor's perception of what they're doing, the dynamic of the play, and, of course, how the audience responded to it. So it was a really exciting moment. And so how much change did it make? It made a lot of change. The uh, The interesting thing about the Romeo production was that well, they didn't know whether people would understand it, for instance. Actually, it's not that different and not that difficult, as you've heard. But they didn't know that at the time. 
And so uh, they put it on only for one weekend during the complete run of Romeo and Juliet. So the poor old actors had learnt the play in modern English for the run of six months, and then suddenly they were dropped into having to learn the play all over again in original pronunciation just for the weekend. And so this marvellous and probably unrepeatable experience of having two versions of the play going on simultaneously, uh, my heart went out to the actors, but in fact what happened was you got an amazing contrast between the two versions. And one of the most noticeable things was the, the speed at which the original pronunciation went was so... it just made the play so much faster. You remember in Hamlet, speak the speech trippingly upon the tongue. Well, that turns into OP by having lots of lines said much more rapidly than in the modern version. At one point, for instance, uh, Romeo looks up at Juliet and says, um, in modern English, in the usual sort of style, you know, it is my lady, oh, it is my love, oh, that she knew she were. And in OP, that comes out as, it is my lady, oh, it is my love, oh, that she knew she were. And that, when you add that up for the play as a whole, the OP version was 10 minutes shorter than the version in modern English pronunciation. <laughs> OP being old pronunciation. Oh, original pronunciation. Original pronunciation. Yeah. That's, so it didn't, it didn't feel rushed. It just went more quickly. It just belted along. That's right. And, and uh, it, it, it was, as you've heard, there is a kind of earthiness about the pronunciation. This is how the actors described it. it. When actors describe what they're doing, they can't sort of do it in words. They sort of act it out and they would all sort of put their hands against their stomachs and say, oh, it comes from here much more, you know, dear boy. Uh, <laughs> it's really deep down there. And, and there is something about this, you know, two households, both alike in dignity. This, oi, oi, oi. this is taking you into the gut much more than uh, dignity, uh, which takes you further forward and out. And they all said, when I interviewed them afterwards, that the OP changed their perception of the character. For Mercutio, the accent, uh, especially that Queen Mad speech, which he always had difficulty with, he said, um, in, modern, in a modern RP, received pronunciation production, you know, this is, a, this is a, a fairy that goes with spiders and grasshoppers and is down to earth, you know, and, and the accent that takes it like that, you know, is not that sort of, she wouldn't speak like that, you see. Whereas he said, you know, this, this oi, oi, oi effect gave him a much better take on it. Professor David Crystal will be at the RSC Café Bar in Stratford on Sunday, June the 4th for the next Broadside Brunch. The subject, Shakespeare and language. He'll be joined by the RSC's voice director, Cicely Berry. And still to come, later in the Complete Works Festival, Roy Hattersley, Marina Warner, the historian Michael Wood, amongst many others, will all be leading their own broadside brunches. And if you'd like full details, you can find them at www.rscompleteworks.co.uk. I'm Jane Markham, and you've been listening to a podcast production for the Royal Shakespeare Company.